Fans, we are back with another edition of the Cheap Heat Productions Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jack Kilby, Executive Vice President of Great North Wrestling. And tonight we have with us a man who is a second generation talent, a man who did some work in the World Wrestling Federation in uh, the 90s, but is a, a standout talent still to this day in the New York independent area, wanted to welcome Mr. Jason Speed to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm just looking forward to this. Well, I, I think I know the, the answer to this particular question, but I like to ask it to give the fans a, a baseline for uh, where you're coming from. But growing up, were you a fan of the business? Oh, definitely, definitely. Since I would, I, I since I can remember, uh, the first, my first favorite wrestler, obviously, was my father. He he's the one that inspired me to do this, and I'm not just saying this because he was my dad. I mean, every match he had was exciting. It, it that just got instilled in me, and, and here I am today. And we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about about your father but in terms of territories or companies that you followed did you did you um being from the, the northeast there were, were you a uh, old school wwf fan or did you have other inspirations definitely definitely old school to this day i mean their their product is different um but i'm still a fan a lot of wrestlers uh, are afraid to say that i'm a fan i watch it i'm watching it today you know, I like to keep up with the product, see what it's about. Did aside from your your dad, did you have any uh, particular uh, wrestlers that that were an influence uh, to you growing up, or, or someone that uh, that you considered a a role model in in terms of uh, the worker that you would later become? I, I would say Macho Man Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. Good choices, excellent choices. So you you touched on the fact that your dad was was a wrestler, and he actually, uh, from from my research, uh, trained Hugo Savinovich, the yes. uh, the longtime uh, wrestler and uh, Spanish announce uh, member for the WWF. C can you give the fans a, a little bit of background as to your father's career and? Uh, the the training process that he that he undertook with with Hugo because I understand uh, from one of your previous interviews that 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 may be something that uh, he doesn't acknowledge. That yeah, that's true. Well, my father started in the uh, early seventies. Um, he was uh, one of the stars on a, a show called uh, Ringside Forty One in in New York City, and. Um, yeah, he trained Hugo in his uh, first match. And the funny was uh, when Hugo had his first match and he lost, he went to the ring and started crying. My father had to get him out. And yeah. later on, later on, he became um, somewhat of a name. Um, and, and in all those interviews, days, it kind of hurts because my father was uh, um, really instrumental in his career, never acknowledges him. Um, actually I went to one of the, one of the shows in, at the garden in New York. And it, as he was coming out, I called him out. He looked at me, I called him 
as his old wrestling name, which was Pantera. He looked at me, I said, I mean, uh, El Ángel Blanco's son, that was my dad, looked at me, didn't acknowledge me, and just walked away. Yeah. So um, in terms of my father, his way of teaching, a lot of these guys now, they learn it. I learned in a boxing ring uh, in the South Bronx in a gym called the St. Mary's Park in the South Bronx. Um, and then after that, he would teach me how to uh, fall on uh, concrete in that gym. So once you got in that ring, it was nothing. And he didn't teach me any other way than all the other guys didn't treat me any different. And that's how I learned. Now that, that kind of old school uh, training, definitely old school training. Do you think that that gave you uh, an advantage compared to, you know, some, some of the uh, things we hear about today where, uh, you know, that, that toughness factor isn't really emphasized for fear of hurting someone's feelings or whatnot. I, I, I definitely, definitely. Like I said, I didn't get any special treatment. When when I got chopped, I got chopped. When I got hit, I got hit. It was like, oh, Jason's my son. I'll take it easy. It wasn't like that. And a lot of guys who who uh, came out of that gym, there was a tag team you might know, the Headhunters. Yes. yes. They came out. Of, they came out of my father's gym in the in the Bronx. Uh, when I toured them many times in the Dominican Republic, and they came out of that old school, um, that's old school gym, old school mentality, and, and they made it. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for uh, the versatility and, and the the stick-to-itiveness of uh, individuals that had the the benefit of that old school training. Super fan Mike D is asking, did you ever meet Dino Bravo or Giant Gonzalez? Interesting. I was just interviewing uh, ECW's Fonzie last night, and we got into a big discussion about Giant Gonzalez. That was maybe around your time in the Fed? Yeah. Uh, I, Giant Gonzalez, no, but Gino Bravo, yes. N what, nice guy. What was that context? Backstage? Backstage, yes. And it's yeah. funny because when I was – uh, first started with the WWE. I, I did a three years thing, and back then, what they call jobbers, they call uh, enhancement talent. Now, um, you didn't see much of the stars talk to these guys or hang out with these guys. And, and I, I had good interactions with them. Matter of fact, um, one of the ones that I really hung out with, and, and you know, went to the bars afterwards was Macho Man Randy Savage. Great guy. And I got a story about that. So. Like I said, at that time, they look down on, on, on jobbers. So we're having a beer, and uh, Mr. Perfect comes out. He's blasted out of his mind. He's like, what the F are you doing with this guy? What? Macho Man stopped him in his tracks and listen. He's with me, and that was the end of it. Nice. Did um, did you find – and that was one of the questions that I, that I wanted to ask you um, down a bit, but – did you did you find the the environment uh, backstage to be to be welcoming to to um, you know so called guys that are local guys that are brought in or was was there was there a lot of um, you know hostility there? 
There, there was. It depends how you carry yourself. If you carry yourself well, you respected the the the, the uh, locker room etiquette, and, and you you weren't making an ass out of yourself. You were welcome. You were talked to. But now, if you didn't do that and you try to be a hot shot or, or you know just talk out of your mouth, then you had problems. Mm -hmm. Savage, uh, I, I know a friend of mine who uh, worked uh, for years in Canada by the name of Doug Casson. He put over Savage as really, really good to all the guys and and picked up meals and that sort of thing. But during during that time frame. Um, Savage was teaming with the Ultimate Warrior. Did you have any interactions with Mr. Hellwig? <laughs> yes. They asked me a lot of time, and, and it wasn't a good one. So the first time, the fir uh, second day I was there, I'm in catering, and I went to get uh, some coffee. So he's standing in front of me, and I stand next to him. I grab a cup, and I introduce myself. I'm Jason Speed. I'm you know I'm here for the for the week just turned his back, walked away, no acknowledgement, nothing. So I think what people say about him was accurate. Yeah, that's uh, that's very, very uh, unfortunate, but not, um, you know, not something that that isn't, uh, as you say, talked about a lot. So you're with your father and being a fan, that was the the catalyst for you to to pursue wrestling as as a as a career did your dad we often hear well not often but sometimes we hear with second generation talents that they're you know their parents try and talk them out of it was that was that something that your dad did or was he supportive of the yeah, he was supportive all the way especially when he had he had the gym i mean i would miss a day he would really get pissed i mean he really wanted me to do it and he wasn't pushing me because he had he didn't have to i wanted to do it and I was excited to do it. So in in, in terms of, of your foray into uh, the WWF, how did, uh, I, I guess you were, you were working locally and then um, how, walk us through how you, you got booked uh, to start in, in the. Okay. okay that was a, a gym that I was um, working out of. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the name Pete McKay. He he was a a, a wrestler in New York City, and he had a gym in the Lower East Side in, in New York. And I would go there constantly. I actually I was there with my buddy um, Jason Knight. You oh, know yeah. Jason. Knight? Yeah, I so I, him last year, great guy. Yeah, I know him for more than thirty years, and uh, we were working on the same gym. And uh, a friend of my father's got a gig as a, a, a supportive talent in, in the WWE. And they were looking for more people. He saw me at the gym, pulled me aside, asked me if I wanted to do it. I gave him his number and um, I think like four days later I was called. And um, actually they needed more people. They asked me if I knew anybody else and I got Jason Knight into it. So that that's how that happened. And when, when uh, you, you you actually attended your your first event D who were you working with in terms of uh agents and uh putting you know assigning who you're going to be working with etc um they didn't really assign uh, the um the enhancement talent agents um 
the best that I could describe is you wait around, there's a board on the wall, you see a name and that's who you're working with. Fair enough. Did, did you have any interactions backstage, especially during that, uh, that time frame? Vince McMahon was, uh, you know, ever present uh, at TV tapings anyway. Did you, did you have any interactions with him? Just the first day. He introduced himself and that was it. And I mean, like I said, like I said, you know, enhancement talent was kind of uh, looked down on. You know, so, I mean, I didn't mind. I was there. I was just excited to be there. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter to me. In terms of your, and and walk me through the, the matches that you had. Um, I see, according to the research, that your first match was a tag with uh, the Nasty Boys. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that, that is correct. And that, that's another crazy story. So the guy, another guy that I brought in, he, he uh, trained at my father's gym. I knew him since uh, we were in grade school. So, I, you know, good worker. I called him. I said, you want to do this? Sure. So that was one of the guys that had a big mouth. So we're, we're at, we're at backstage and uh, they all play cards before the, the matches and uh, the nasty boys told him, Hey, Julio, why don't you tell uh, Tito Santana we're playing cards to come over here. The guy got nerves to tell him, why don't you go tell him yourself? I was like, Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. So they left it like that. They didn't say anything. Maybe like an hour later, we're in the locker room. They come in, they surround them. And he has, my friend had his back to me and they, he winks his eye at me. He starts telling him, why don't I beat the crap out of you right now? How would you like that? He was like crapping in his pants. Forward to the match. We're getting things together for the match. And they're saying, uh, who's taking the, uh, the armpit? He said, your boy is. <laughs> Oh man, when they got him in that ring, I don't know if you, you could look that match up. It's on YouTube. Um, I mean, they gave him the beating of his life. My thing was the quickest thing. They gave me a double DDT. Uh, uh, Jimmy Hart rolled me out, and the rest was him. They tore him to pieces. That's what you get. Did you ever did you ever bring him back in, or, or was that that? No, that was, that was, that was the last time. <laughs> I can't, I can't say I, uh, I can't say I blame them. Um, and of course, a lot of folks here, including uh, one of the fans, Mike is, is uh, interested in your, your match with uh, Shawn Michaels, who was, you know, just at the start of his ascension, he had Sherry Martell with him. Mm-hmm. I, I recently watched that match and uh, it, how did that come together? And what were your thoughts when you saw your name beside him. They must have had confidence in you to assign you to him, given that push that he was just starting. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I always make a joke that I had a non-title match <laughs> with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I mean, basically true. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I think they must have confidence in me and, and saw some of my work. Um, it, it was it was amazing. And, and the funny thing is, when we got back uh, backstage, uh, I'm walking back. He's actually waiting for me behind the curtain, shook my hand and said, you great job. And that, that was, that was a great moment just to get that acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your, uh, I know obviously the, 
the man had significant talent. He was he was uh, pretty much a veteran, not pretty much. He was a veteran at the, at that point in time. When you were working with him, did you did you have any uh, inclination that he was going to uh, be be who he came to be? Arguably the best worker of all time. Yep, I, I did. You you could see it. You could see. It. I mean, he had his issues with with you know extra activities. But uh, while he was working with me, sober, great guy, had nothing nice to say about me, hung out afterwards in, in, at the bar. But you, of course, you could tell that guy was going. I mean, the minute the minute that happened that they that they did that heel turn, you could tell the guy was was just gonna blow up. Did Did you have any um, contact or? Um feedback from sherry martell a true a true veteran at that point as well yeah she's another one that, that complimented me and actually after that we would go to her her room play cards afterwards she was a great girl yeah it's a shame what happened yeah gone gone way way too soon now now this is an interesting question that you probably may or may not have got before but i noticed in in that match that you were wearing uh like powder blue tights and a uh, lot of a lot of the fans seem to think there's something there's something to that in terms of uh you know the color being cursed for for wrestlers do you never I, heard, I, I, you never heard that before never heard that what i've heard was people making fun of me they were so high but <laughs> that's about it i never heard that before <laughs> Yeah, just may, maybe uh, next time, next time you're uh, running a show or whatever, you, you can uh, you can ask around that because that seems to be quite a. There, there's a, a large subculture of fans online that are pointing out, ah, look, powder blue tights, you know, curse curse match. Anyway, I've never heard that. Yeah. Thing. So your your other match that uh, a lot of folks uh, talk about to this day is the 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 TV match that you had against uh nails the former Mr. Magnificent Kelly Kelly Kevin Kelly um, mm -hmm. did, did you can you can you talk about I how that match was uh put together and your experience working with him did you did you see any of the um attitudinal issues so to speak or or depending on whose side that you talk about that led to that incident with Mr. McMahon backstage? Not at all. I, I would never have thought that. You know, I, I can't comment on what happened because I wasn't there, but my experience with him, the match was put together quick. He was very professional. I mean, very, very stiff and not in a bad way. That's just the way he worked. I mean, when I was getting choked out with that, with that uh, baton, that was, mm -hmm. I was getting choked out. Mm -hmm. um, but great guy afterwards actually i lost my bag in the back actually somebody played a joke on me and put it somewhere he actually helped me look for my bag so not a bad guy wow wow we're, we're and i and i really think i'm not trying to toot my horn but i really think it was just the respect that he had that that you know i i was professional i wasn't talking out of my mouth and he saw me looking for my bag and he actually helped me look for my bag Wow! Oh yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> they stuck it in somebody else's locker. Was it was that a Kurt Henning deal at the time, or no, no, I, no, I don't know who did it, but 
it was found. Good rib. So in in, in terms of his um his uh career, do do you understand why um he never I mean aside from the incident in question, but seemed like a, a really money character. That program with Boss Man was pretty was pretty on point and he was professional with you in the ring. And any idea why uh it was cut short other than of course the, the major incident backstage. I, I don't think the accus accusations were true. You know, him hitting on McMahon in, in, in a sexual way. I think it came down to money. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I, I, think I think they maybe stiffed him on money and he was just, you know, pissed about his money and, and they got into it. And that was just an excuse for, for them to, to get him out of there. That's what I think. Were, were you compensated uh, in, a, in a worthwhile manner for, for your participation in those tapings? Yeah, at, at that time, at that time, I thought it was good money. Mm -hmm. and, and they were, they were uh, who was the one that paid, paying out the cash? Uh, Arnold Scolin. Mm. He, would, he would pay the guys out in cash out of a cigar box. So, oh, wow. but it, 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 yeah, yeah, it, it was decent money. They paid for the hotel, they paid for the car rental, so, so you and the the meals, so you, you you didn't have anything out of pocket. So everything you made was, you know, for your pocket. Mm -hmm. So did you, did you ever get any other um, uh, WWF shots that that aren't uh, on the record? Oh, there's a lot of them that are not out there. I, I did a 20 mile, 20 man battle royal with uh, Hulk Hogan was in it, Rick Flair was in it. It, it, it. I did a lot of other stuff, but it's just not out there. That was one of my favorites. Uh, in terms of that, was it the same battle royal that they were both in? Yes, yeah, yeah. it was, it was amazing. What was that like, uh, working, working with them, and did you have any interactions with them? Oh yeah, those, those are the two I had interaction with. Oh really? Chopped by Big Player, Big Boot by Hogan. Wow. Yeah, and it, it, was a, it was a house show, I take it, and they didn't. They house didn't. show, yeah. And yeah. I was put in there last minute. Oh wow! Did did you ever? Because from from the matches that were televised that that I saw anyway, you, you know, you you did a, a really good job in that that role. Was there any reason why you didn't come back for any uh, further TV uh, tapings or? Yeah. Well, at that time, at that time, that was when they were phasing out the uh, the the jobbers. Mm -hmm. So that uh, we we basically got phased out. It was nothing personal. It was just that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. But um, to this day, I'm doing it. Um, I, I have a show November 13th, November 11th, with uh, a Soul Championship Wrestling. That's Jason's nice organization. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm tagging with my son. So third generation. Oh, wow. Excellent. We, uh, we just, he just had his first match uh, two months ago uh, tagging with me. So that was very... Um, I was very teary-eyed, you know, because I did the same thing with my father, uh, tagged with him, and, and it was amazing to see him in there and taking those shots and taking it like a man and, and just looking at it, that was amazing. So we're going to have a second one November 11th. 
So look out for that. We'll, uh, when we uh, wrap up, we'll, we'll get all the information uh, for the fans where they can follow you and be aware of, of your upcoming events. In, in terms of enhancement, guys, um, do, you, do you see that as, as something that was uh, a mistake in terms of the, the big organizations to largely, as you say, phase them out? And do you think that the guys that played that role so well on television, I've had the pleasure of interviewing a lot, Barry Horowitz, Reno Riggins, Bob Cook. Oh, that was another another guy that was amazing. Uh, uh, Horowitz, me and him got along backstage. The guy, that's a great talent. Mm-hmm. I think he should have been pushed. Yes. To a to a a, a major uh, role. The guy's amazing. He could work. Do you, Do you see that as as something that uh, really is uh, unfortunate, given the the significant role that? enhancement guys played in terms of getting guys over creating stars and and do you see uh, a spot or a long overdue spot for some of these enhancement talents in the hall of fame given uh, i I think i think they should be acknowledged um and i think it was a mistake because the, the the whole point of that was um okay you got these guys uh beating these talents every week until they find somebody who's gonna stand up to them and that's when you get the excitement. Now, every all these major stars, they're, they're fighting each other every week. They, they, you see the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. You know, you want you want a guy like uh, who, who was it? Let's say uh, George Adam Steele. He beat these guys up every week, every week, every week, until they find somebody who stands up to him, and that's what makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. Now you got. WWE, which you know, I'm still a fan of, but you see the same people in the same spots every week, every week, mm-hmm. and it gets boring. So that was the advantage of having those uh, enhancement talents, I think, and I, and I don't think I'd ever come back. Yeah, unfortunately, because it seems to be that the the modern uh, companies are more a television company, and they're concerned with quarter hour ratings and ratings overall than, than uh, pro wrestling. I, I, my personal view is that um, it, although the business has, has moved on, so to speak, enhancement talents were, were a vital part of creating, just like you Definitely. said, creating that interest and excitement in the fans for wrestler X being built up. How many, how many guys were fed or built up for Hogan? to be a legitimate threat. And then when they finally got in the ring with him, you know, they, they were considered to be, uh, you know, a real threat. So anyway, when you, when you have fused back then, uh, these two guys wouldn't touch each other into that, that event, that main event. Now they're fighting each other, tag team, they fighting in three ways and then they get to the big blowout. It makes no sense. Absolutely. A fan is asking, how was it working? How was it working with Gabe Hitch? Who's Gabe Hitch? I'm, I I'm not familiar, so you're not either, I guess. No, 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 I don't. Sorry. Okay. Well, maybe if you can put some context on there, Mike, we can ask again. Now, you, uh, in your, your role as, uh, uh, um, you know, being prominent in the, in the, the New York area for independent shows, you, you work with a lot of, uh, or quite a few TNA stars, including 
an experience that I heard about with uh, Angelina Love. What what do you think of the rebranding of? Uh, if you want to get into that, go for it. If it's ancient history, no problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. What what do you think of the rebranding of Impact back to TNA that was announced this uh, Saturday in the pay per view outside of Chicago? You know, I don't think. I don't think. I think after um, Jeff Jarrett left and and. and they didn't have that influence and they didn't have that Paul Heyman influence. I think it's just wet down. Um, I don't think that rebranding is going to make a difference. It may, but I, I don't think it's going to make a difference. People are not watching and mm-hmm. that, that's, that's unfortunate for them, but I don't think changing the name is going to, it's not going to do any, make any difference. Yeah, especially since now that uh, NWA announced that they have that television deal with uh, the CW Network, uh, they're definitely number three behind AEW and WWE. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, the more places uh, people have to work, the better, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can uh, get a market um, cornered, so to speak. Yeah, that's a good good part about it that, you know, a lot of uh, wrestlers have places to go now. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. In in again doing research, you you've wrestled in in several uh, interesting places, and I heard that, that you worked in Iceland at one time. Can, can you talk about that or any of those other exotic places that you worked? Yeah, that was with uh, WWE in um, in Iceland, Greenland. Um, I did. Uh, I worked in the Dominican Republic um, with the UWF. Uh, that was with the with the headhunters, um, yeah. But uh, I love traveling. We, I mean, the food has uh, <laughs> in Iceland. The food is not that great, but uh, it's a beautiful country. Who did you work on that particular tour of Iceland and Greenland? Um, I both of those places they had me working. Um, What's the guy that was the the Gator guy? I forgot his name. Steve Kern. Yes, Steve Kern. Yeah, yeah. So I worked most of the time with him. How how was that experience uh, for you? Another great guy. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys surprised me that that they wouldn't even talk to me. Um, But he was another one that would sit out in the in in the uh, in the arena with me and just chat about life and and whatever we're talking about, but yeah, great guy. Yeah, definitely an old school guy. So can, can you talk a little bit about your, uh, your promotional work in, uh, in the area there and what you have uh, upcoming uh, in addition to the exciting news about tagging with your son and that uh, third generation uh, extravaganza? Right now, that, <clears throat> that first match I had two months ago, I haven't wrestled in like maybe four years. Really? Um, and and to, until my son got interested. And he's like, Dad, can you train me? Can you do this? And, and I saw the same thing. I would, you know, have those conversations with my father. So he got me back into it. So um, I, I did that show, this one on November 11th. Then uh, there's another one that I don't really have the whole information on. It's, it's going to be in uh, Connecticut. 
But um, yeah, I'm getting back into it. I felt great. My son was kind of worried, but um, <laughs> so yeah, I did. I did uh, two Japanese arm drags, and so when we were setting the match, I, I was talking to the other guys. Um, oh, we're gonna do this, Dad. And go to the back. My son says, "You, Dad, you sure you could do that?" <laughs> Sure, it's like riding a bike. I mean, I got in there. I did the two up in uh, uh, Japanese arm drags. So we get to the back. He said, "Dad, you got up like you, it was the Matrix." I said, I "Couldn't believe it." I said, "I still got it." Yeah, absolutely. What what made you uh, step away for those years? Um, my dad was sick. He passed away uh, seven years ago. So that kind of hit me hard. And I, I honestly, I just, I, I wasn't into it. it I, uh, had a little depression. And um, and my son, he woke me up. He got me back into it. I, and, and I don't know when I'm going to stop now. Excellent. Well, we'll, we'll be sure to uh, keep in touch. And if you have any uh, major developments coming up, let us know. But in the meantime, where can the fans uh, find you? On social media, I know you have a Twitter uh, and uh, Facebook as well. But is there any? And, 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 yeah, and Instagram too. You get me at Jason Speed on Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok, all the major uh, social media platforms. If you have any yeah. questions? If you know anything? Just uh, hit me up. Now, last question is: Are there any speedettes? coming in the future for Jason Speed. Who knows? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to bring that up, but who knows? <laughs> that, 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 was, uh, that was highly, highly entertaining when, when I uh, heard you talk about that before. But Jason, thank you very much for, for thank your you. time. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we will, we will keep in touch and make sure that uh, the fans are aware of uh, what you have going on. Fans, if you're in uh, North America, especially America, Canada, Europe as well. Support independent wrestling. There are many great talents like Jason. Yeah. That have, uh, bled, sweat, and done all, left it all in the ring, as they say, for the sake of, of the sport. And that includes Great North Wrestling, my company. But go out there and support independent wrestling. Until then, till next time, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you down the road. Thank you.